tell you who will be is our next guest. He works a lot of weekends. He does. He's probably missed a lot of weddings over the years, a lot of functions, all to deliver magnificent sports broadcasting for our pleasure. I wonder if he's an Everton fan. Because I tell you, no, he's way too—he's way, way too good for that. Tim, one of my Everton fans, he'll be working. He does his DIY. Oh yes, of course. Your your burgeoning Everton supporters club with ten people in it, ten strong. Um, Grant Nisbet, of course, the voice of Sky Sport, voice of rugby, joins us on the program. Nisbo, you're way too sensible to be a toffee, aren't you? Nisbo. Yep. Yes, I am too. I'm way too sensible. I'm I'm a Tottenham Hotspur, so it's just as hard. <laughs> oh, oh, but Ange, Ange is riding in to save the day. Postacoglu will lead you to the glory land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, boys, I've only agreed to come on the show if Grant can do his impersonation of Hugh Bladen one more time for me. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you do like it, don't you, Grant? Okay. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to have to do it then as well. Actually, I touched base with him the other day because um, he's been quite unwell. I heard he he wasn't doing that flash. He had a he had a stroke, okay. but I I just asked him. I said I, I just wanted to drop your line, see how you're going, and he went, "All's good, thanks. Hope all is well with you." Cheers, Hugh. So I just said I miss that dulcet tones of Matt Field makes the ball available out wide to Dupree. Dupree to Habana, Habana, Habana for the try. <laughs> Outstanding, mate. Absolutely it, brilliant. It's really good, isn't it, Grant? I, uh, sorry, Nisbo. Um, I don't want to give Grant um, Elliot any praise, but I have to. It, it's a very good Hugh Bladen. <laughs> oh, look, I, I can't think of a better one. I don't know whether you could even produce that. <laughs> well, Dan McCarty, we, we interviewed him last year, and Dan McCarty, he did the first thing. He said, right, Hugh, we're not going to uh, uh, start this interview until Grant Elliott does his Hugh Bladen impersonation. And I was like, oh, no, this could go either way. But he sort of semi-enjoyed it, I think. Well, he, he's such a gentleman. He is, isn't yeah. he? Uh, he certainly made us think like it, it was a very good uh, impersonation. Uh, the uh, Crusaders last night gave a very good impersonation of the Super Rugby Champions of 2023, did they not, Nisbo? Um, you know, your overall feelings of that performance that you witnessed. I, I, I found it staggering, actually, and uh, Justin Marshall and I were kind of awestruck, really, because I think we felt before the game the Blues could easily win this. When you looked at the play, teams on paper and you realised how many of those Crusaders were missing, it just looked like the moment for the Blues to step up and finally, you know, fulfil some of the potential they've often talked about and uh, maybe even had. But they were not in it. They were not in it. From almost the kickoff, it was just fast and furious. And when you look back over some of the Crusaders who excelled last night, there were guys like Leo Willie and Havili Talitui, blokes who at mm. the start of this year had barely been heard of and wouldn't have thought they'd had much game time. And yet they are... You know, they're stepping up. It was just an incredible performance, actually. Nisbo, being around the, the team, I guess, and watching them all the time, what, what is it that, that's in that secret sauce? We've had a lot of callers phoning or listeners phoning in and saying it's Razor Robinson, but surely it's just that, that culture of perfection and focus that the Crusaders have had over so many years and tradition. Does it... Do you think it's player-led, or do you think that Razor Robinson does have a lot to do um, with the, the passion and skill um, level that they played at last night? 
Oh, I think he has a hell of a lot to do with it. You've got to remember when he took over, Todd Blackadder had the Crusaders for eight seasons and they hadn't won a title. And then all of a sudden in comes Razor and he's won six in a row and quite possibly make it seven before he disappears out of it. But, you know, just talking with some of the boys last night, particularly Justin Marshall, and um, you, you know that he got uh, inducted into their Hall of Fame and he said he's never been quite so emotional as when he went up and his name was called out and he looked at the faces of the blokes out there and, um, you know, the Richie McCaws, the Dan Carters and all the great, you know, Robbie Deans, all, all these great um, Crusaders characters. And he said, it's all about the culture. It really is. 1996, when the Crusaders kicked off, they were bottom of the table. And within two seasons, 1998, they'd won a title and it hasn't really stopped since. And I talked about Blackadder. You know, he, he was a bit of a legend on the field. He couldn't quite get them into, uh, into winning vein, but he, he still made a fair few finals. Um, it, it's just the culture. I, I can't put it down to anything else. 1996, that's, where, that's when we peaked. Crusaders at the bottom of the ladder and three test match series in South Africa. Let's go back to 1996. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek because <laughs> Nismo, 29 unbeaten playoff matches. That is frightening. Uh, you've caught a lot of them. I, I, I would imagine, and something I put to Crusaders fans earlier, and a lot were in agreement, that that's got to be up there as arguably the very best performance. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to imagine any other team in any other um, uh, conference in, in world sport having a record like that. Even you know, even the great uh, club teams in, in America or even in the, in, uh, the UK, the Man Cities, the Man Uniteds, uh, the Liverpools, uh, they'd never have a record like that. They wouldn't have a hope. Um, and, you know, they've had to see off some pretty good teams, the Crusaders, over the years. Look, admittedly, and you've probably been there, Daniel, it's not one of the great grounds in world sport. Um, and, and, and thankfully, in two years' time, uh, it won't be there, or it might be there, but it won't be used because the new stadium is starting to take shape down there. It'll be available, I believe, in 2025. So it's not an easy place to go. It's cold as hell. Um, it only holds about 16 or 17,000 at the most, and it's extremely parochial. Um, so from a visiting team's point of view, it's a hellish place to go, but that's, that's no excuse. If you're good enough, you should be able to win. Well, Nisbo, done and dusted. The Crusaders have won. Uh, everyone thought that maybe we'd see some sort of contest from the Blues, and we didn't. So that threw. What about uh, tonight's game? What about this uh, Brumbies versus Chiefs? We've had a lot of Crusaders fans phoning in saying, go the Brumbies. What do you think? How's this one going to shape up? Oh, look, I think the Chiefs have done so much hard work this year. They're not going to fall at the last hurdle, I don't think. They desperately want to have the final up in Hamilton. Keep it away from Canterbury, that's for sure. That'll be the uh, the adage. Um and I just think they'll be too good for the Brumbies. I mean, the Brumbies are not what they were. They're good enough to win at home, as they showed last week. And even that was debatable. But I think you'll find that the Chiefs will be up for this. There should be a big crowd there in Hamilton. And I'd be really, really surprised if the Chiefs fell over at this late stage. I think they've shown enough. They, were, they looked a bit vulnerable last week against the Reds. But I think Brad Thorne went with a great game plan. And uh, the Chiefs struggled to counter it. But I think they will have had a very close look at themselves this week. And look, I think, that, I think they'll comfortably put away the Brumbies. 
This is all a bad dream, Grant, uh, Elliot. Uh, the Hurricanes are playing tonight. Uh, the, tri- the try was scored la- last weekend, so in my mind they're playing the Chiefs. Um, good, good luck to the Brumbies. The, their, what, their pack is their greatest point of attack, isn't it, uh, Nisbo? The Brumbies, that is? Yeah, look, yes, you don't, you don't really want to be conceding line-outs close to your own line when the Brumbies have got to throw in because they're invariably they're going to drive it and more often than not they're going to score a try from a rolling mall. Look, they've got some good players, um, but, you know, a few journeymen in there. I mean, the, the fact that Ollie Sapsford, who's, you know, he's a good Hawks Bay provincial player, but he wouldn't, you wouldn't probably see him in too many New Zealand super rugby teams. He's one of their better players. Uh, so, look, I... I think um, I think they're solid, solid enough. Hard to beat in Canberra, which is a, a different place to be able to play. And but I just don't think that in Hamilton tonight with a parochial Waikato type crowd there, I just can't see it myself. Mm. All Blacks are named tomorrow. Nisbo, is there a player that has impressed you, or maybe multiple players who've been on the outside, maybe never had an All Black camp, or maybe one or two that you think of? absolutely done more than enough to hear their names tomorrow. Yeah, look, they're going to name a squad of 36, and then they're going to turn around and name another team that's going to play Japan in two games. So overall, they're going to name about 60 players, Daniel. Um, so you'd almost be disappointed if your name wasn't there and you played Super Rugby. But <laughs> look, I, I, think the names, I think the names that have been bandied around over the last sort of month or so are probably going to come to the fore. The likes of Sean Stevenson, who's been kind of knocking on the door for a while. Uh, Narawa, Amoni Narawa, the winger for the Chiefs. He sh- his name should be there. Cam Roygaard, I think he should be there. Um, and when you look at the loose forward department, maybe this fellow playing for the Chiefs, uh, Finau, will be good enough to make it as well. So I don't think anyone's going to come out of left field. I think there are going to be some new All Blacks, but I don't think they're going to anybody we haven't talked about over the last month or so. Always a treat to have you on the show, Nisbo. Can't wait to catch up again soon. And it sounds like we will catch up when all three of us are named in that side to take on Japan. It sounds like uh, they'll be cast in <laughs> the net far and wide. Thanks a lot, Nisbo. Good to talk to you, boys. <laughs>